We are going to be learning Lukutai Sikhis Khailuk Yudzain, the first Sikh of Parshis Amor. This Sikh is going to be a Rashi Sikha with a beautiful lesson at the end. Sif Aleph. As we explained many, many times. Pirsh Rashi Alataira Hairihu Meduik Betaklus Bulshainai. Vulai Rak Balashna Pirsh Atsmai. So we explained that Rashi on the Torah is extremely precise with his words that he used. Not only regarding the actual explanation, but even the, the Divra Hamaschal. He's also extremely careful to make sure that the Divra Hamaschal is also Meduyak. So according to this, we need to explain... Uh, a Rashi in our parsha. It says after this. This speaks parsha has a very. It's a very special parsha because it speaks about the Yom Tevim. So at the beginning of the parsha of the Mayadais, it says. You know, speak to the Jewish people, tell them about the holidays of the Shem. These are the holidays. It says six days, right at the beginning. It says first, it has that pasuk about these are the holidays of the Shem. Then it goes into Shabbat. It says six days you should do work. And the seventh day should be a complete day of rest for you. It's a mikra kodesh. It's a holy occasion. All work shall not be done, etc. And then it says again, these are the holidays of Hashem, and then goes through all the other Yom Tayyim that we have throughout the year. So, so Rashi, in this Pasuk, he quotes the words, six days, and he explains. And he, and he asks a question. He says, what is the connection between Shabbos to the Yom Tevim? Meaning is, the, this parsha is coming to tell us about the holidays. So why does it start off, and why does it even mention Shabbos? So Rashi explains, this is coming to teach you, that whoever violates the holidays as, is it's, as if he violated the Shabbos. And whoever fulfills the Mayid, whoever fulfills and keeps the, the Yom Tev, the Pasuk considers it as if he kept Shabbos also. So the any moving. Hakushi Papasik Zer Hari Hubalash and Rashi, my Inyan Shabbos, it's a Maidis. Lafiza, Hoyloy Larashi, Lahatik, Zatavis, Ubi Yoim, Hashvi, Shabbos. Vatavis, Elubavat. He says, it's not understood what Rashi quotes as the Divra Hamaskal. Rashi says very clearly, that the question is, what's the connection between Shabbos to the Maidis that we're putting Shabbos right at the beginning? But if that's the problem, Rashi should have quoted the words, B'yayim hashvi Shabbos is divrus maschal, only those words. But he doesn't quote them at all. Tamurzai had the Rashi Sheshis Yamadafka, Ilu B'yayim hashvi Shabbos, Yafilu Lengirmaz by Safis What does Rashi do? He only quotes the words of Sheshis Yamim, and he does not quote the words of B'yayim hashvi Shabbos, and he doesn't even hint to these words by saying Vagayim, which means etc. So this seems very strange. The problem in our Pasuk is the connection between B'yayim hashvi Shabbos Shabbosan, to the Maidis, he should have quoted those words and not the words Sheshis Yamim. And Bez. Lachayra 
L'chayr, you could uh, give a possible resolution that Rashi's kavana by quoting six days, Sheshis Yamim, he doesn't just mean these two words on their own. Rather, it's the beginning of the Pasuk. Meaning is he's kind of giving you a reference. Which Pasuk am I talking about? Which Pasuk is my Pirish going to be going on? It's going on the Pasuk um, that has the word Sheshis Yamim in it. That's the Pasuk I'm going to. But I, I'm not referring specifically to those words. I'm, I'm referring to the entire Pasuk. As we find this idea in many places, that Rashi will quote the beginning of a Pasuk or a beginning of an idea. He doesn't even put the word V'goymer there. And then he explains the entire Pasuk or explains the entire concept being discussed. So we do find that sometimes Rashi will quote the beginning of a, of a Pasuk or, or a concept that's being discussed in the Torah. And he only mentions the first few words, even though really the purish that he's saying really would go on the entire Pasuk and the entire Indian. The reason why he does that is he's just giving the reference of where the purish is going on. Vladugma. The Rebbe is going to give two examples where we find this. It says, Allah Pasuk v'asu Right. So in Parsha Tetzav it says uh, where Hashem's it's the parsha of uh, how to make the, gar- the, the, the garments for the kayanim. It says, and you shall make the aphid, which was the priestly, the priests, uh, the high priest's apron. So, cost of Rashi. Rashi says, if I come to explain uh, how to make the aphid based on the psukim, meaning is like the, the, the usual way of Rashi, that he quotes a few words, explains it, quotes a few more words, and then he explains, he says, if I do it my usual way, you won't be able to get a picture of really what the apron looks like. So what I'm going to do in this situation is I'm going to give you a full picture. I'm going to spend a little bit of time now right at the beginning of the parsha. I'm going to explain to you the entire makeup and how the aphid is made. And then you'll understand it. And then when I go through the parsha, I'll explain to you uh, the, the words, each word on its own, what the interpretation is. So what happens over there? Upir shubiris kol parsha so Rashi goes and explains all the different explains all the different details of making the aphid, which are going to be discussed in the parsha. But then, in the last, he's only he only quotes from the pasuk the words He doesn't even add the word v'goimer. So we see that sometimes Rashi will explain an entire concept, and he doesn't even say v'goimer. He just quotes the first few words of that uh, of that topic. Rashi. Similarly, actually, in this week's parsha, right after um, our pasuk where it says six days you shall do work, and the seventh day will be a Shabbos Shabbosan, that it's go, it says a second time these are the holidays of Hashem. It says So Rashi over there explains why it repeats this pasuk because it already said at the beginning of the parsha these are the holidays of Hashem. And then it says Shabbos, and then it repeats it again. These are the holidays of Shem. So Rashi's asking, why does it say this Pasuk twice? And Rashi gives his uh, answer. And when you do Chitas, you, you will see the answer that he gives. But nonetheless, we see again that Rashi only quotes the first uh, few words. Um, uh, he says, And he doesn't add the word V'goymer. So even though he's really saying the entire Pasuk is, is, is redundant, but nonetheless, he doesn't quote the entire Pasuk, only quotes the first few words, and he doesn't even bother putting in V'goymer. So that's maybe you could say the same thing with our situation. 
Rashi, when he says Sheishis Yom, it means the entire Pasik, but he just quotes uh, two words so you'll know which uh, topic he's referring to. He says, but in our situation, you can't say that. Because Rashi would only use this method of quoting the, fir- ref- 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 uh, quoting the first few words of a topic and then explaining the entire uh, topic just by mentioning those words only when those few words actually um, has within it the concept being discussed, or at least a little bit of the concept being discussed. Um, and he's going to give an example what that means. He says, Rashi doesn't just, by the ephod, right? He doesn't say, he doesn't just quote the words, but also, you shall make. And then gives the entire explanation of how the ephod's made. Rather, what does he do? He says, you shall make the ephod. Because what is the parsha, what is his pirish on? It's really on the making of the ephod. So therefore, he has to quote the word, asa ephod, because that's really what he's discussing. A second example. Also in the other Pasuk, in our, our week's Parsha, Rashi doesn't just say the words Ela. And okay, so now we'll know, which, uh, you know what, what the topic is or which Pasuk Rashi is referring to. No, he says Ela Moide Hashem because the question is not on the word Ela. The question is why are we mentioning the Moide Hashem, that these are the holidays of Hashem a second time? He already mentioned that this parsha is going to be discussing Ela Moide Hashem right at the beginning. So therefore we see that when Rashi's coming to explain an entire topic and he quotes only the beginning of the topic, those words that he quotes is relevant to the pshat and the pirush that he's going to give. But in our situation, where Rashi is coming to explain the connection of Shabbos to the Mayadais, the words Sheshis Yomim do not express at all the union of Shabbos. On the contrary, the six days, doing work six days, there's nothing. Uh, is, is actually the opposite idea of resting. So what he should have connected was, of course, the word Shabbos, um, and not the idea of Sheshis Yom. So that's the first question that we have on this Rashi. Um, let's go to Sif Gimel, where he will ask the second question. He says another diak we can have in Rashi is why does the pasuk start with the negative that whoever um, whoever violates the the holidays is as if he violated the mayadays why doesn't he start with the positive whoever fulfills the mayadays as is is as if he also fulfilled the Shabbos. Why is he starting with the negative and not with the positive? Especially the Pasik that's comparing them is actually talking about fulfilling and guarding the Shabbos in Yom Tif. Our Parsha is not talking about desecrating Yom Tif or desecrating the Shabbos. On the contrary, this Parsha is talking about how to fulfill and to, uh, to really uh, do all the mitzvahs that are supposed to be done on the holidays properly. So therefore, Rashi really should have said the comparison first the positive, because that's really what the Parsha is talking about. And then it could have said, and also, you know, obviously, if you do the opposite of fulfilling it, then you know, the opposite will occur. He says, I, the source of Rashi, 
This Pirish that Rashi is giving is really, he has a source in the Torah's Kainim. And the Torah's Kainim first mentions the negative first, and then only afterwards the positive. So maybe you're going to try to answer the reason why Rashi mentions the negative first is because that's his source, also quotes it in that way. He says, He says, first of all, the Torah's Kainim, according to the Girsa that we have, is not actually talking about this Pasuk specifically. Uh, it's talking about the idea in general. But nonetheless, He says, in addition to that, we explain many times that Rashi does not quote the Memori Chazal. He doesn't quote the Midrashim or the Chazal exactly as they were said. Rather, he writes them in a way which will add explanation of Pshuta Shamikra, meaning is he's trying to explain the Pasuk. So he doesn't need to quote the Medrash verbatim. Rather, what he does is he, he takes the Medrash and explains based on this Medrash what the Pshat of the Pasuk is. So he doesn't, not, so therefore, if the Lashon of the Medrash is the best way to explain what the meaning of the Pasuk is, fantastic. But if you need to change the words of the Medrash uh, in order to explain based on the Medrash, what Pshute Shamikra is, what the meaning of the words are. Because remember, the Medrash is not necessarily coming to tell you what the words of the Pasuk mean. Uh, or or um, it could be coming to tell you what a, a concept in the Pasuk. But Rashi takes the Medrash and explains, based on this Medrash, what the Pshute Shamikra, what the words of the Pasuk are meaning. So therefore, Rashi would, of course, give the explanation what fits better with our Pasuk. So therefore, he says, even though the Torah's Kainim says in that way, it won't matter. For two reasons, again, first of all, because the Torah's Kainim is not even necessarily talking specifically about our Pasuk. It's talking about the general concept. And second of all, uh, Rashi is, would, would always explains the Medrash based on Pshutesh Mikra, so he would have used different words either way. So, L'chayur hayu efshu l'taretz. So really we have to go back to a more fundamental question. Uh, he said maybe you could give the answer like this. But uh, what's the more fundal, f- fundamental issue over here? It says why, we're saying that whoever desecrates Yom Tov as, as if he desecrates Shabbos. Um, why do we assume that a person wouldn't take Yom Tov seriously, and we're saying, oh, Yom Tov you might not take seriously, but you should take it seriously, because if you don't fulfill the Yom Tov, it's as if you're Mechal Shabbos, which that I know you take seriously. Why does a person take Yom Shabbos seriously, but not Yom Tov? So the reason is, is because on Shabbos, Shabbos uh, is ordained, set the, day, the seventh day of the week is ordained and set aside as a day which is prohibited in work by Hashem. Hashem is the one that said, six days you shall do work, the seventh day you're not allowed to do work. But regarding the Yom Tevim, the exact day that Yom Tev is going to be is based on Beisden. Meaning as if Beisden decides that a year is going to be a leap year, then all the holidays of that year will be a month later. If Beisden decides that a particular month will be a leap month, meaning as it has 30 days and not 29 days, or if they decide it's going to be 29 and not 30 days, then again the Yom Tevim are going to be on a different day. So it's really Beisden that decides which day the Yom Tev is going to be on. And, and even more than that, if the Gemara says, oisam, it says that you will call these days. You will proclaim which days are going to be Yom Tif. And the Gemara tells you that even if Beisden made a mistake, even if they were negligent or they made a mistake, once they've established which day is going to be Rosh Chaydish, that is Rosh Chaydish. There's no take backs. So even if they made a mistake, which day was going to be Rosh Chaydish, 
Torah's Kaveya, that based on what they proclaim, that is Rish Chesh, and therefore Yom Tov is going to be, um, 50, let's say it's Pesach, will be uh, 15 days later. <clears throat> so therefore, the Torah's worried that maybe a person won't take the Yom Tov as seriously because they're going to say, Beisdin is the one that really uh, established and made this Yom Tov on this particular day. But, but maybe according to my calculations, uh, you know, it's not supposed to be you know, the other wasn't supposed to be 29 days, other was supposed to be 30 days, so really I'm actually disagreeing with what Bezin says. I think it's supposed to be a different day of Yom Tif. Nonetheless, the Torah saying is, if you're Mechalo that Yom Tif, even if you think that it's on the wrong date, it's as if you're Mechalo Shabbos, meaning is when Bezin decides what day is Yom Tif is, it has this exactly the same degree of seriousness and legitimacy as Shabbos itself. So therefore, this is the reason why the Medrash, and why the, the, the explains the Pasuk that the, they put Shabbos next to Yom um, He says, therefore, the main stress and the main warning over here is whoever's going to violate the Maidais is as if he's violating the Shabbos. So since the main reason why we're putting the Pasuk here is to tell us that take Yom Tif seriously, so therefore, the main thing is, what we're stressing is really the chilom. He says that's why Rashi explains the main point, and only afterwards he explains the continuation, So this, you would want to give this answer, and maybe that would fit with Rashi. This is probably the purish of the Medrash. Right? The Medrash is saying, what's the concept over here? Why were you, what's the issue? So the Medrash is saying the issue is that people don't take Yom Tov seriously. Therefore, Hashem puts in the, therefore, the Torah puts in the word uh, the idea of Shabbos to tell you to take the Yom Tov seriously. And that's the Peshat of the Medrash, so the Torah's Kainim. So maybe that's also the Peshat of Rashi. He says, So he says, this answer won't help for Rashi. Maybe it helps for the Medrash. But this Peshat is not going to help for Rashi. He says, but this answer doesn't work. Because remember, Rashi's trying to explain the words in the Pasuk. He says, since our Pasuk is expressing the connection and the comparison between Shabbos and Yantif, not in the negative, but rather in the positive, that you have to keep Shabbos, you have to keep the Maidis, and it's telling you how to fulfill these Yom Tevim. So since the Pasuk's talking about the positive, therefore Rashi's explaining the Psukim, the Psukim are talking about the positive, he also should have written in his Pirish only the positive, or the Rebbe says, the Cholopachas, at least, you should have written it according to the Seder of the Limit, how the Psukim are doing it. First mention whoever fulfills the Shabbos. Then afterwards you'll say, oh, by the way, whoever doesn't fulfill the Shabbos, but rather, uh, sorry, doesn't fulfill Yom Tif, uh, is like he's negating Shabbos. And also in the, uh, in the negative, whoever is Mechalel Shabbos, uh, Yom Tif is as if he's Mechalel the Moed. So, based, so this answer would not work for Rashi because this would not fit into the actual expressions using. So again, the Torah's Kayanim, which is not coming to explain necessarily the Psukim, it's, it's trying to explain concepts. So this concept is an issue that we're going to, you know, is, is a real issue. So therefore, the Psukim take care of that issue by putting these two things together. But Rashi, that's not just trying to take care of uh, questions that we might have, which aren't connected to Shemikra. He's trying to fit it into the actual words themselves. This does not 
fit into the words of the Psukim, which are talking about the positive. So, Dal Habir Bizeh. Hashayla Ma Inyan, Shabbos Eitzel Maidis, Menigela Shabbos Kshalatzmai, Enenu Tmiyak Deilu Pshuta Shamekri. He says, This question, what's the connection of Shabbos to the holidays? Um, regarding Shabbos on its own is actually not such a, a strong question in Pshut HaShemikra. Right? We're assuming the whole time, the question is, what's the connection between Shabbos and the Maidis? We're talking about this parasha, talking about what are the holidays of Hashem, and all of a sudden we bring Shabbos in. So that's what we're thinking the question is, but the Rebbe says that's not really such a strong question according to Pshut HaShemikra. Pshut HaShemikra, we have a very simple answer. We can give the answer that as many of the Mepharsha of Torah give. He says that Shabbos could be called because it is also a, it also could be called a Yoimayid. Yoimayid means a designated time, for a time which is designated and set aside um, from doing any work because it's a day which is Asam Ablach. And that's what really Yoimayid means. It's a day which is designated that we're not going to do work. Rather, we're going to celebrate our, our, our relationship to Hashem. So Shabbos technically has the, that similarity, and therefore, Pshuta Shemikra, of course, it could be called a holiday. Even if you want to say that Shabbos cannot be called, it could be a holiday, but you can't call it a holiday. Shatikru means that you will proclaim, that the Basin is going to proclaim when the holiday will be. So Shabbos Basin doesn't proclaim that. So I, it wouldn't work. You know, with the full pasik, it could be fit into Elamay Deshem, but it wouldn't fit into Elamay Deshem Shetikru, which our parsha is talking about. He says, but still, you could still explain according to Pshutish Shemikra. Adain Yishmak and Lafarsha Hiskar Kasas a Shabbos Bader Chagav. Kedela Haidienu Sachiluk Trin Shabbos Liyamtiv. It's still, you can still say the pasik mentions Shabbos Bader Chagav, like as a side point, meaning it's trying to tell us the differences between Shabbos for Yamtiv. Because we don't want a <clears throat> person that's fulfilling Shabbos and Yamtiv. Could, could make a mistake and think, you know, the, the lachas of Shabbos and Yantav are the same. So therefore, the Pasuk wants to, during the parish of the Maidis, to show and express what the differences are. So for, what's the differences? Aleph, a Shabbos, ain't it First of all, Shabbos is not dependent on Beisden. Mashenkin Yantav, which as we said already, is dependent on the day that Beisden will establish as the holiday. And Beza, Shabbos Nikras, Gam Shabbos Shabbosan, Shigam Lechus, Echel Nefesh, Asurba Mashenki Yamti. So Shabbos is also called a Shabbos Shabbosan, a day of complete rest, because you're not allowed to even do the work of preparing food. Mashenki Yamtif, you are allowed to prepare food. So those are the two <coughs> differences that are um, expressed in our parsha. So that would be the simple interpretation of Shutta Shamik or why Shabbos is next to Yamtif. So what is the issue of Rashi? The issue that Rashi has has to do with the Hagdama that we, we have in the Pasuk before we mention the command. It says six days you shall do work, and then it says the seventh day you shall rest. Rashi's question is, why do we have to say that six days you shall do work? Like, why is that relevant? To say that these are the holidays of the Sham, the first holiday is that the seventh day of the week is a Shabbos Shabbos, and, um, is, is, is a day of complete rest. And that's all he needs to say. Why does he have to say that six days you'll work and the seventh day will be a day of rest? He says, the first time the Torah mentions the command on Shabbos, this is by the Seir Sedibus in, in Parshish Yisrael, 
it's understood why the Aser Sedibris mentions first six days you shall do work, and then seventh day you'll rest. Why? Because the Torah wants to tell us that even though Shabbos is Asbalacha, you should not be worried that you're not going to be able to make up pranasa. You're not going to be able to work. How are you going to f- support your family? Therefore, the Pasuk first tells us that you do work for six days, so you'll be able to do all of your work that needs to be done. Right? You will do all of the work that you need to be done. And then you have a seventh day of Shabbos. So it makes sense why it mentions it, because when we're explaining what the mitzvah is, we, in a sense, we explain what the mitzvah is and also take care of the issues that people who have to fulfill it might have. That's the first reason. The Rabbi gives another additional two. Va'id. Another reason, by the Ser Sedibrus, it's, it's, uh, fits, um, it's symmetrical, the Pasuk. The Pasuk first tells us six days you'll work and the seventh day you'll rest, and then gives us the reason. The reason is because six days Hashem did work, He created the world, and the seventh day Hashem rested. So therefore, it mentions us doing six, six days of work because that is comparable to Hashem doing, creating the world in six days, and then seventh day he's resting. And Beis, Mishesius Yomim Tava, Vesis Kamalach Tach, Alam Danu, Kfisha, Hevi Rashi, Pirushai, Shatav Shabbos, Yabanach, Kilu, Kamalach Tach, Suyav Gulu. Another reason is that six days your work, Vasis, and you will do all of your work. What does that come to teach us? Rashi tells us that when Shabbos comes, it should be in your eyes as if all of your work is already completed, meaning it's a complete day of rest. Don't even think about your business. Just focus on resting. So therefore, again, it mentions this idea. You're working for six days and, you're doing all, and you do all your work to tell you how Shabbos is supposed to be um, observed, that everything was done during the six days and Shabbos is a complete day of rest. <clears throat> but in our parsha, parsha's emor, it's not the main place where we're um, explaining what the command of Shabbos is. As mentioned, according to Pshutu Shemikra, it's only mentioned as a secondary, as a side point. It's only mentioned because since we're mentioning the Mayadays, we mentioned the differences between Shabbos and the holidays. So therefore, the question arises in our parsha: what is the reasoning why it gives this, uh, this hakdama of six days uh, you shall do work? It should have just started off. These are the holidays of Hashem. The first one being the seventh day is a Shabbos Shabbos. So Rashi answers this question by bringing this Maimer Chazal Ma Inyan Shabbos Eitz Meaning is the question of Rashi is not Ma Inyan Shabbos Eitz The question is why does it mention six days of work? But how does Rashi answers it? He answers it based on a medrash, as as we mentioned earlier. Rashi utilizes the medrash. He's not just quoting the Medrash. Rather, he's utilizing a Medrash to explain the Pshutah Shemikra, how to learn the Psukim. So we have a question, why does it say Sheshis Yamim? So Rashi takes the Kairos Kainim and he utilizes the Pierce that the Kairos Kainim is giving for a different idea. Right? What's the connection of Shabbos and Yom Tif in order to explain why it says Sheshis Yamim in our, parsh, in our Pasuk? Meaning is, the Pasuk is coming to, to compare the, the stringency of doing work on Yom Tif to the, doing work on uh, Shabbos. And through uh, this comparison, 
we'll understand why the Pasuk first says, Sheshesom Tasam Lacha. So what, what does this mean? How does Rashi uh, answer our question? That's what we're going to explain in Sifhei. Hasbarb is that. Pshad is Azai. Mashmais inyin sheishis yom ene rak skum shel shisha yom in the fradim. Alakvani higan lemtsias achas tukufas man sheishis yomim. The the tight to the, the interpretation of the word sheishis yom in six days, it's not just to a a skum, a, um, a skum means a total of, of six separate days, meaning as we're trying to give a total number, so we're saying there's six days that you're able to do work. Rather, what the Torah is trying to give you is it's trying to give you a time period, that there's a time period of, of six, six days, meaning similar, uh, just maybe give another example, you know, you, you can have a person who sings and then you can have a choir. So a, per- a choir is not just six people singing at the same time. It's a choir. It's a different mitzvah. It's a, it's a different concept, right? There's a different type of harmony. Similarly, you can have a person playing an instrument, and then you can have an orchestra. The orchestra is not just a bunch of people uh, playing, uh, using, uh, playing with the instruments the same song. Rather, it's, it, it's a totally different type of mitzvah. So we're saying the same thing over here. It's not just that you have six days that you're doing work. No, there's a period of six days that you're doing work, which is a totally different concept um, as it was, we're going to say, then, then Shabbos. Kamoy Shapir Rashi Basamach. Kama Sukkim Zachaza. As Rashi is going to explain um, a, few, a few Pesukim later, he says, Kal Makim Shnemer Shivas Yamim Shem Dover Hu. Shavuul Shayami. He says, whenever it says Shivas Yamim, it's a noun. It means a week. Chen Kal Lashon Shemaynas or Sheishas Hulu. Whenever it says Shemaynas Yamim or Sheishas Yamim, it's a Tukuva Achas Ma Shisha Yamim Shiva Yamim or Shemaynas Yamim. It's a one time, it's a time period. Which is six day, which which consists and has within it six days or seven days or eight days. Maybe another example: a person, let's say, is uh, is exercising. So exercising is not just a matter. Of, let's say a person goes for a run for an hour. It's not just he has sixty minutes, one you know, sixty minutes that he works out. So I could do one minute, uh, you know, uh, in the morning. I'm going to do another minute an hour later. No, a period of working out for 60 minutes is different than individual minutes uh, of, of working out, right? The, 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 what you're accomplishing by working at a period of 60 minutes is much different than just having a, a complete and a total of 60 minutes that I worked out throughout the entire day. It's, it's a different accomplishment, as we know, regarding to the heart rate and everything else that it's connected to the physiology of the person. So we're also saying the same thing with time. Uh, having six days to do work is not the same thing as having a period of six days, as we're going to explain what that means in a moment. The idea of six days you will do work means that Hashem created or designated a separate period of time of six days that only during these six days are you allowed to do work? Meaning, all time periods which are not part of the period of the six days, the week days, they are automatically asr b'malacha. So 
Now we can understand why the Pasuk in our parsha first starts off with Shesha Siyami, you should do work. Because the Torah is trying to be magder two separate types of time periods. It's the time of six days where it is permissible to do work. And any other type of time period is prohibited in doing work, meaning there's a period which is when we're supposed to be doing work, and then there's the period where work is prohibited. Um, you know, if this concept of having times for doing things seems somewhat strange to you, we actually have this concept also in the third chapter of Kahalis, where it says over there, you know, that everything has an appointed time, and there is a time for every matter under the heavens. You know, there's a time to give birth, there's a time to die, a time to plant, a time to uproot, a time to weep, a time to laugh, Meaning is there are time periods for, for different activities. So our Parsha is also telling you there's a time period um, that work is supposed to be done, and then there's a time period where work is not supposed to be done, it's actually prohibited. So Mamela, move Now we can understand this limit, whoever's whoever fills the maid is as if he fulfilled the Shabbos. He says, now we can understand the Pshat. He says, even though it might be true that regarding the punishment, someone who transgresses Yom Tif might has one type of punishment, whoever transgresses Shabbos would be a different type of punishment. But when we're talking about the main concept behind Shabbos and Yom if it's really the same idea. It's the time period that we don't do work. Hashem created and, and distinguished different time periods for different types of activities. The six days of the week was a time period that Hashem made for doing work. Shabbos and Yom are days that Hashem designated as time periods for not doing work. And we're going to explain in the Yenu Shaltaira why that is. Right? This is Shuta Shemikrasi. Rashi doesn't have to explain Clearly, what they are, we're explaining the initial tire, but just a little bit right now, just to make it clearer, Hashem made a time period of six days is because we have to work for those six days of the week in order to fulfill our void of the virus of Burun, to make this world a dwelling place for Hashem, where we're involved physically with our day to day activities to make it a dear, make it a dwelling place for Hashem, to make it a place where Hashem can dwell. Shabbos is not the time period for making a beer. Rather, the Shabbos is a time period where your neshama is revealed within you. It's a time period when you experience and have a relationship with Hashem. You're not involved with the day-to-day activities. You're involved uh, with Hashem and focusing on Hashem. So Hashem created a time period of, of doing work, and then He made a time period where you're supposed to be focusing on your neshama and spiritual uh, endeavors. So therefore, the, 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 the Pasuk's telling us that if you're mechalal the Mayadais, it's the same idea as being mechalal Shabbos. Because what's the point of Shabbos? Is that it's a time period that you don't do work, rather you focus on your relationship to Hashem. So similarly, the Mayadais is a time period where you don't do work, and you focus on your relationship to Hashem. The punishment might be different, but that's not the main essential idea. That's a side point uh, why the punishment is different. But the essential concept which is behind Shabbos and Yom Tov is the same, meaning is that it is the time period that Hashem made. So now we can understand why the Pasuk says Sheshus Yom Tov. Why does it give the Agdama? Because it's trying to explain to you what Shabbos and Yom Tov is and what the difference is. Once we know that there's a period of six days of the week where you don't do work, then you can understand that there are other periods, Shabbos and Yom Tov, where 
automatically where it's also to do work, that means that it's designated for a different purpose, uh, as we'll explain more in the initial Torah. So according to this, now we can understand where Rashi is matik, it quotes only the word sheishis yomim, he doesn't even add v'goymer. He says, Rashi is stressing that the six days is a special designated time. It's a different type of category. And the continuation of the Pasuk, that the seventh day, is not a continuation of the six days of work. Meaning as, as if, you know, there's six days you, you work, and then you need to take a rest so you can do more work. That it's, in a sense, almost part of the work. Like you need, a, you need to breathe sometimes in order to do more work. He's saying, no, it's a totally different type of time period. There's a time of six days of work, and then there's a, 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 it's a different time that's usher in Asiyas Malach. It has nothing to do with work. Therefore, whoever is Mechalal, uh, the Moed is as if he's, uh, or Mechaim the Moed is if uh, he is Mechaim and Mechal Shabbos. Umashallah, Yosef Rashi, Gam Tasa Malacha. I, why doesn't Rashi quote the rest, the, the, at least the Sheish Yom Tasa Malacha, six days you shall do work. Why doesn't he quote those, I, those words too? Meaning, because that has nothing to do with Shabbos, that has to do with the Sheshis Yamin, the, the, the point that Rashi's trying to stress. Why are these words, Sheshis Yamin, Tas Malacha, they're not relevant, the, the question was that, again, that they're not relevant to our Parsha. It should have just started Yom Shvi. So if the question is also in the words, Tas Malacha, shouldn't have Rashi also quoted those words? Because, as we're mentioning, what Rashi's main point is, he's trying to stress what the difference between Shabbos and, and Yom Tov and the six days of the work is. Doing work, that six days of the week you're allowed to do work, that's not the main point. Because six, it says six days you will do work, that's not the main difference because it's not that you have to do work. It's a Rishos, you're allowed to do work. So six days of the week, you're allowed to do work. Rather, the main difference is the Isra of the Malacha. Therefore, he doesn't quote the idea of Tas Malacha, which is stressing more that you're allowed to do work, while Shabbos, you're not allowed to do work. Rather, it's trying to say is, Shabbos is literally Asr, while these days you're allowed to. Or another way of explaining it is, is similar to what we said at the beginning. That when he says, Sheshis Yomim, Rashi actually has in mind the concept, the general concepts of Sheshis Yomim, uh, which would also include the, the words Tasa Malacha. Similarly, as we said at the beginning, when Rashi says, also he means the entire concept of making the Eifad. So maybe the same thing over here, you could say Sheshis Yomim actually includes within it, Rashi means the entire concept of Sheshis Yomim Tasa Malacha, but he only quotes the first two words of that idea. Now we can understand the order. Rashi starts off with, with the negative, and then he does the positive. Why? He says, since the comparison between Shabbos and Yom Tov is learned out from the words six days, so that the limud is regarding the chilo, meaning it's the parshiyos themselves are talking about the positive, how to do Yom Tov, how to fulfill Shabbos. But when you actually look at the limud itself, the limud is coming from the words, six days you shall do work, which automatically tells us these are the days that you are allowed to do work. All other days is not part of the time period that Hashem gave to do work. Therefore, of course, you can't do work. Um, 
So, Nimsa shall, uh, Nimsa shall, uh, he says, if you're by doing work, you're being over on the boundaries and the restraints of the six days of the work. Because what you're doing is you're taking um, an, a, a concept, doing work which is included in the six days, and you're transferring it to, to, to the Yom Right, because you're you're taking this the the time period which is after the six days, and you're putting it into the heter of the six days. The, the zman aser is yamtif, which is not included in the six days. But what you're doing is you're 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 try, you're pushing you're you're, tr- you're being over on the boundary in the sense that you're transferring the 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 yamtif and you're putting into the boundaries of the six days. You're putting into that time period which is not allowed. Therefore, automatically, you're, it's as if you're being Michal Shabbos, as mentioned, because they both are really the same concept, that they're not part of the uh, weekday. And from the la, from the negative, you also hear the positive, that if we're saying whoever violates Moed is as if he violates Shabbos, of course, then the opposite is that if you keep Yom properly, that you're utilizing that time period properly, that's as if you're, uh, you're keeping the Shabbos because it's the same idea of, of utilizing the time period of, 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 sh- of resting, of Issa Malacha for the proper, uh, proper, in, the, in the proper way. Zaymi, initial Tayyar Parish Rashi's So now we're going to explain this idea uh, according to the, the Yayin of Tayyar so he says, it's known the words of Chazal that the six days you shall work. So they say, this is a positive commandment. Meaning is that doing work during the six days of the week is not just something which is permissible. Rather, it's a command. Meaning is, uh, it might not be one of the 613 mitzvahs, but the idea is this is a derech in our voidus Hashem. Right, this is a positive commandment, meaning is that this is the way how we're supposed to serve Hashem. It's known, explained many times in Chassidus, that you first need to have the Hagdama of You have to do everything that you're able to do, which is the idea of making a kli. You have to make some type of Hagdama. You need to make some way, some preparation that you're able to Receive. You're making a vessel to receive Hashem's blessing. Once you make that vessel of Hashem's bracha of Hashem's blessing, then the bracha comes. That's the pasuk says. Hashem will bless you. When is when is the blessing uh, come upon us? That's only when you did everything you need to do. He says, but this type of avayda is only needed because of the physical body of the Jewish people, because the neshama is enclosed within the body. The neshama gives us energy is within the physical body. He says, because the body conceals uh, the, the godliness, Therefore, al we have to conduct ourselves according to the, the ways of nature. You are not allowed to rely on the nace. The, the laws of the country uh, are the laws that are also a law, meaning is you need to fulfill the uh, civil law of, or, of, of, each, of whatever country you're living in. Because when we talk about the Neshama, not only is there no need to do work, 
On the contrary, the neshama is not supposed to be doing any work. He says the neshama is not allowed to do a work because it's not it's not in the category of the body and in nature. It was never put into Gullus. This is the famous sicha uh, of. Uh, of Based on if, of the Friedrich Rebbe, and it's from, really from a piskam of the Rebbe Rashab in R25, that the neshama was never put into Gullus. Therefore, since our soul is never in Gullus, it doesn't matter what the Goyim, if they restrict us from doing, uh, fulfilling our, you know, doing Yiddishkeit. Because the only thing which is in Gullus, the only thing that a Goyim might have control over is our body. But the neshama was never given into his jurisdiction. Therefore, it can never be put in Gullus. And we can always do Torah He says the neshama is always standing in front of Hashem. And it's not the level of the neshama doing work would be similar to one who makes um, hand signals in front of the king. So that's referring to a story with, I believe it was Abshua ben Levi in the Gemara that uh, he was in front of the king, and one of the other ministers over there makes some type of, makes a, made a signal to him about, um, made a signal to him about saying that the Yidin are, like Hashem in a sense, almost like deserted us, where we've been, you know, we've been put below the Goyim, etc. So Rabbi Levi signaled back to them that no, that Hashem is still supporting us. The king saw what happened, and he asked Rabbi Levi what happened, what's going on, so he explained it to him. And then he asked the other person, you know, did you, did you, what were you doing? So he explains to him what his hang signal is. And then he asks him, do you know what Yeshua's hang signal was? And he says, no, I don't understand what he did. So he says, what? If you don't know what these hand signals are, then it's a chutzpah to do these hand signals in front of the king. Meaning if you know what the hand, the hand signals are, then it's a covet. Why? Because instead of speaking in front of the king, you're just doing like a hand signal not to disturb the king. But if you don't know what you're doing, then you're just making these funny signs in front of the king, then it's like a chutzpah. Why are you acting like a clown in front of the king? And therefore, uh, he was killed, and not Rabbi Yeshua. So we're, sim- so we're saying the same idea over here. We, a person, the neshama sees Hashem. So neshama seeing Hashem and gets involved in physical activities, doing work, that's like a chutzpah to do that in front of the king. And therefore, it will be chayv misa. Similarly, if a person's davening the whole day, when you're davening to Hashem, you're not allowed to do work, even though work might be something important, as we said, it's a mitzvah's essay, but in front of the king, that's something which is prohibited. It's like being machve, making signals in front of the king. So so someone who davens the whole day, then, like, then, then um, it would be also do any malacha the entire day. Therefore, the neshama, it's demanded the concept of tishpais. The neshama needs a time period when it's revealed. So during the week, the neshama is hidden. Therefore, mitzad our bodies, we're able to do work. But on Shabbos, when the neshama is revealed, we are not allowed to do any work on the Shabbos because at that point, we're seeing Hashem right in front of Hashem. It's not, he's, he's not hidden from us. He says, these are the two uh, extremes that, we, that a yid needs to have in his avodah Hashem. During the six days of the week, he needs to be involved with the physical uh, bodily uh, functions. Uh, then, then you have to do, then, therefore, working is actually a mitzvah 
When it shines by the Yid, the light of his Neshama, then, since the Neshama is revealed within him, then he needs to be on a higher plane than being involved with his body and his nature and all of his physical um, things. And therefore, it's, it's understood why doing work on a Shabbos or a Yom Tif, that would be something which is totally mufrach, something which is totally like, beyond belief, like you would never do such a thing. He says, since the neshama is higher than the body, it's higher than the galas. So seif kol seif, it will be able to affect the body. Um, that even though maybe the body is... It has the limitations of Gaulus, but the, as we said before, the neshama doesn't have the limitations of the body. Therefore, our job is to cause the neshama to be lit up, to light up the body, that even the body should be able to see what the neshama sees. This is uh, based on, on, on a sikh of the Rebbe. The Rebbe was asked the question, L'chaira, if we're saying, like he's asking really on the Friedrich Rebbe Sikha, that if the body is in Gaulus, isn't the neshama within the body? So if the body is in Gaulus, then the neshama is automatically in Gaulus with the body. So the Rebbe explains that's incorrect because your neshama is only going to be in Gaulus with the body if it's, in a sense, not being used. It's not lit up. It's not shining. Then the body's in control. But when you're able to light up the neshama, that the or neshama is revealed, and it, in a sense, could show the way, be the moiraderek, could be the guide for the body, then the body itself is able also to schlep sechois from galas, because it follows the light of the neshama that the neshama is giving it. Until you're, it's able to take the body out from galas kapshutai with the gula mitis vashlema through mishir sekenu.